pop quiz. What do you do if your child gets a toy that you really want for Christmas? I say you just take it from them. We're going to talk about Christmas and all things gardening right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. It is finally that time of year, Batavia. We have come to... The holiday season, the Christmas, we've done a Christmas gift episode, Mm -hmm. a holiday party, and now we're just going to kick it. Yeah. We've we've earned it, right? We have earned it. it. Do something for yourself. Just kick back. Do it for yourself. You see how I'm leaning back? Now I'm just kicking back and relaxing. Mm -hmm. Treat yourself. Yeah. Right here on the podcast. So um, quick randomness because- Oh gosh. This is how we start. Yeah. So um, my um, home has three floors, right? There's a basement that's functioning, fully functioning. Anytime I want to exercise, as I'm sure I will be in the new year, new year, new me, um, I can go down there to do that. Um, The first floor is where I spend most of my time. It's a living area, kitchen, and then the bedrooms are upstairs. Um, And so in addition to my mom asking me, you know, am I asleep? She also asked, did you sleep on the couch? And (laughs) it's embarrassing because more often than not, I have to say, yeah, right? Like, and the couch is a deep sitting couch. It's like, I've measured, it's like 30 plus inches deep. I mean, this is some good sitting. So... There's no other way to have a couch. Good laying. This yes. has stopped me from getting another couch because, I mean, it's my expectations are high. Yeah. However, because of the amount of laying and sleeping that I've done on this couch, it just doesn't have the spring back that it used to. Yeah. So that said, um, anytime I get up at 2 or 3 a.m. and I decide to make my way upstairs and get in the bed, I literally say to myself, oh, this is so much more comfortable. The bed? Yeah, the bed. Absolutely much more comfortable. But the stairs, man. So that said, um, I'm leaning back in part because I got a little bit of a backache. (laughs) It's like, it's like, and or shoulder ache. It's like, I just, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to change this. It's from those leaf mulching workouts you've been doing. Hmm? It's those leaf mulching workouts that you've been doing. That's embarrassing on another front. So anyway, um, I was washing my sheets for my bed and I'm just like, do I even bother? Like, when have I slept in this bed? Like, could I remember the last time I slept in this bed? Right. Um, so anyway, fresh sheets. We're going to give it a try tonight. Um, we're going to hope that, you know, Christmas Eve is enjoyed in a comfy bed versus the deep sitting couch, which clearly I've ruined. If I didn't sleep on it as much, I imagine I could have had another five years of it well if you don't sleep in your bed santa's not gonna come see you he won't know where to find me he, he has, won't know 
he has to come through the front or back door. He's going to see me. No, he's no. See, that's not how it works. You don't get it. Yeah. How are you going to get that sweet, gentle kiss from Santa Claus as you sleep? If he doesn't know where you are. Is that, is this some form of being naughty? Like Hmm? sleeping on, is it some form of being naughty sleeping on the couch? For sure. But he already knows I do this. He knows when you are sleeping. He knows knows when you're awake. And he knows when you're naughty. So he knows that you're sleeping naughtily. Uh, You like that word I made up, don't you? Yeah, I know. know. (laughs) Hashtag naughtily. I can't win, man. No. You'll be good. You'll be all right. Yeah. You'll be all right. So um, we're just going to forego housekeeping today. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say, please drop us a review wherever you're listening to us. Check us out on YouTube. And then that's that. And the seed giveaway closes on February 1st. So um, go ahead and sign up on BackyardGardensTV.com. Yep. So we can get you spring seeds. But I do have something interesting that I read about. Mm-mm. And I know we don't usually talk about current events at all, but this one particularly caught my eye. Okay. Are you, are you ready for this? Of course I'm ready. So I'm going to preface this with I am not by any means a political person. Okay. I am apolitical. I could care less, honestly. Yep, shoot me, drag me to the wolves, whatever. <laughs> but I saw that, um, um, I don't know where I saw it, but <clears throat> it just really caught my eye that um, President-elect Biden, if you so choose to accept that, if not, whatever, he has is going to pay farmers to plant cover crops. Ah, uh-huh, interesting. Yeah, so I found that very interesting to combat... Um, Climate change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I found it very interesting because you never, I mean, how many times do you hear anything, especially as specific and technical as cover crops? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to look into who, who he has running um, ag. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm even, sure if you, even if you knew the name, it wouldn't mean anything to me. So. Well, you know, no, I mean, not for your benefit, but I'm, I'm thinking that they may have some, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, there's a lot going on when it comes to the government and, and farmers, a lot that some people agree with a lot that some people don't, a lot that farmers love, a lot that farmers don't. Um, but yeah, I was, um, I was on a, a more local level. I was chatting on Instagram this past week about cabbage worms, my favorite pest. If I had to rank order them, squirrels are the number one predator in my garden, um, the number one annoyer, the cabbage moth, and then turn cabbage worms. And then I'm going to go with cats as number three. And I, I mean, I'm trying not to get a soft spot for them, but it's becoming a little bit hard. Um, but anywho, in December, I found a <laughs> living, breathing, curling up cabbage worm. Like, why? I mean, we've been in the 20s, like five nights out of, of seven. So I was reading up on it and obviously we know that they can overwinter and then spring up in the spring when temperatures are warm. What I'm guessing is it's been so cold, but then it's warmed up. We've had some 50 and 60 degree days and these eggs have hatched and booyah, got a cabbage worm. So just like that tied to uh, someone commented on uh, Instagram about how global warming has everything all twisted up. Yeah, yeah no. which is, you know, it ties in directly to this cover crop thing. Mm-hmm. Now, let me say this. The cover crop thing, like, 
I'm sh- maybe it'll help global warming, maybe it won't. But think about the benefits of a farm for just taking a year, you know, and planting a cover crop for a year. Mm-hmm. That could be a huge benefit for them. So I don't know if it's a popular idea in the farming community or not. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think the I was actually um, in a recent episode, we revealed a lovely, lovely gift that I received. <laughs> This is me trying to calculate the way these episodes are airing. Like, when is that going to? Yeah. Okay. That was last week's episode. (laughs) Um, And I was reading about cover crops in that book, um, Week by Week Gardening. And so then it took me like to the interweb to research cover cover crops a little bit more. Um, And we actually talked about it last week, too, with the uh, question of the day. Remember? Yeah. So... And now you've got me curious about kind of this this goal of are they planting planting cover crops for the entire garden space? Like that's I don't know, that seems kind of I mean, the amount of money you would have to be paid, you have to be paid what you would make in your farm for that year. Yeah, you're not exactly. Growing anything else. Maybe it's yeah. something like you were suggesting, like this section of the farm is covered um, cover with cover crops and you grow here and so on. Some well, you know, the, there's a um, piece of farmland across the street from my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, it appears to me, I know they're trying to sell it. <laughs> um, but they grow one year and then the next year they just let it go and I don't know if, I don't think they plant a cover crop there I think they just literally like let it rest for a year then uh-huh. they grow a year and let it rest so um, I mean I don't know you know you hear about subsidies and stuff like that yeah. where people you know they'll pay a certain amount for you to grow even if you grow excess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> which is a huge waste of like on ungodly proportions but um you know planting the cover crop like you know there's a whole lot of talks of you know genetically modified foods and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and how they actually rob the soil of the nutrients and if you said okay well that may be true and then you just step back and you say all right this year we're just going to plant a cover crop maybe two years and we're still going to pay you what you would normally get, which you know good and damn well that's not how it's going to work. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're still going to get paid. Imagine when they came back, how productive their their spaces could possibly be if they did it right. You know, well, it's see, just I think interesting. With knowing little to nothing about this program, I think in general, it's going to have to be something like a 10 or 12 year program because while there are gains you'd make for a single year i mean you're just gonna be right back where you were once you grow that next year because the difference between from my understanding a farmer right that's producing foods for sale right um and a backyard gardener can you see that? I don't know if you're going to get that. Like you or Boom. I. <laughs> we got and, it. Yeah, yeah. We got it. With you or I is the, um, how should I say, um, the amount clearly, but the consistency, right? You know, so you're, I mean, for a farmer, you're using everything in that land. You're pulling out one crop and you're planting another one um, and you're planting at volumes when it comes to a particular crop. They're much greater, right? You know, so something that a crop that's, name a crop that's going to deplete the soil off the top of your head. Corn. 
corn. So you and I may plant a row of corn. I know you won't ever, but if we plant a row of corn compared to, I don't know, 300 square feet of corn, a thousand square feet of corn, like that's robbing that area much more than you and I would in a row. You know what I'm saying? Or I guess two rows because you're going to have to plant them in blocks. Uh, So that said, you have a lot more amending to do, if you will. And again, you're going to be back to that same method the next year. So are you doing this cover crop, plant the next year, cover crop, plant the next year? Anyway, I'm sure it's going to be more than a one year program. Well, yeah, of course it is. But and you're talking about monocrops, too. Mm-hmm. So monocrop is when you just have all of one crop a growing thing, versus yeah. a gardener. Typically speaking, a gardener has, you know, I don't know how many different varieties, but we usually have more than one thing growing. Yeah. I don't know anybody personally that's like almost start a watermelon garden this year. And, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know anybody who does that, but it's, you know, cover crop. So truth moment, you ready for this? Sure. Way back in the early days of this podcast, I sat down and I wanted to talk about cover crops and Mm -hmm. I knew just enough to get myself in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be very specific. And I sat down and I recorded an episode in my closet by myself four times Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and as i went back and listened to it i was like no you know i had to get rid of it because i was like man i just there's so much to it and you can get very specific you know like they're talking about one thing you know like reducing um greenhouse emissions and stuff like that but what we're talking about doing is replenishing our soil Mm -hmm, and there's mm -hmm. so many different options to do that it's very i don't want to say it's very confusing it's a, like a lot of things. It can make you can make it as confusing as you want it to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, you know, I tried to do it, and I tried, and I tried, and you know, I just did not feel comfortable doing it. So that being said, I'm getting more comfortable doing it because I actually mm-hmm. did it last year, and it did help. But I didn't do it to the magnitude that I should have. Yeah, I mean, I think sense. it's so. the, the balance of what your home gardener typically. Excuse me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, sorry about that. Um, What your home gardener typically would need, you know. So to your point, um, which what are you growing? You know, how much of it are you growing? Where are you growing it at? You know, have like a, a good example is there's a spot in my backyard that I've I've grown in for like 12 years now. You know, so 12 summers, but not. You know, not like you may see at a farm where they're growing spring, summer, and maybe even early fall, right? Um, But I've grown in it 12 or 13 summers, right? You know, so that's an area while I've amended it, I'm continually pulling out, pulling out, you know. Um, It's not had a rest, you know, other than the winter, you know. Um, So that's one thing, you know. And I don't know, I mean, I guess I'd be interested to see how many people in their home gardens use that practice. I think that we're all wanting to like get food and the idea, and I believe in patience and gardening, but the idea of saying we're basically going to take this time off to focus on this cover crop, it's hard for me to digest. Yeah. Well, you know, radishes are considered a cover crop. I didn't know that. Yeah. You can use radishes as a cover crop. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do. Like I successfully did buckwheat 
Mm-hmm. One year, so you can harvest buckwheat. You know, you can do oats and stuff yeah. like that. But I'm not really trying to make this a cover crop episode. I just sure. thought it was very interesting because it came up. You know, it's very specific um, lingo mm-hmm. towards agriculture. Yeah. You know, and you usually don't see. You usually see like, you know, such and such president is going to do. Um, subsidies for the growth of corn or something, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. the only lingo you really hear is like subsidies yeah. or anything like that. So to be kind of specific about that was very interesting. Um, I tell you what I'll do. I'll put, um, I'll pin the article at the top of the backyard gardens TV, uh, Facebook page. Okay. So if you guys want to see it, because it, it wasn't like highly, um, talk, actually it wasn't really talked about much at all. So I'll pin it to the top of that page for a couple of days and you guys can check it out if you mm-hmm, want. Mm-hmm. Just it's just interesting. I mean I think you know, it's, I it's probably something to keep your eyes open for and ears open for to see what comes of it. I mean I'm curious yeah. about it now. So well you know I mean you're never gonna you're probably never gonna hear a follow up on it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just mm-hmm. how it works. But you know, I usually don't hear stuff in the news like that. You yeah. know, that is just very interesting to me. So um a lot of it's doom and gloom but mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's interesting. I mean, it, so. well, I mean, I think prior to, uh, you know, taking office to hear something, because there's so much more drama that's being reported. So to oh, hear yeah. a glimmer of this is pretty interesting, too. So, yeah, All it right, really I'll check is. it out. Check it out. <laughs> and it'll be on the Backyard Gardens TV Facebook page, like I said. So I'll leave it okay. up there for probably the weekend and then I'll maybe I'll rotate something else out. So or I won't. Leonard will. <laughs> right, Leonard? <laughs> I thought he was like, I'll see you guys after the new year. No. Leonard I didn't approve is... the request. I, you know, I forwarded it on to you. So. <laughs> well, it's just sitting on my desk. So if you know what I'm saying. Dang it. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then also, um, I think Batavia just watched something maybe kind of interesting. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of a work in progress. I was told that um, I think the subject or the title was this should be interesting. <laughs> and what was it? So would you like to tell the people what you've shared with me and I can take a peek at? Well, yeah. So we have finished shooting. Well, really, we finished shooting the full season of mm-hmm. um, the full first season of The Backyard Kitchen. And Batavia has glanced her eyes over the pilot um, which is called it's a rough cut of the pilot. So it mm-hmm. means it's not finished yet. But um, I was interested to see what she said. So, yeah. so I've done um, focus groups before. And I know that's why yeah, I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah. And so um, <laughs> they, we talk about like a rough cut of it. Like they basically have a, a PowerPoint presentation where it's like slide one, pretend yeah. that you, you know, to say. Like, so it's far beyond a rough cut. You know what I saw? Um, well, one, it made me want to to eat to cook don't yeah yeah i gotcha i gotcha and maybe you want to cook yeah yeah Yeah. um and two i think that um it's hard to like learn from cooking shows you know it's hard to learn from them because it's most times they want to kind of do more theatrics you know what i mean like when you even think about like cooking segments right you always see how they're rushed through it and so like I took notes, not in my new fancy notebook, but I did take notes on my phone. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not the new year yet. I'm saving it for like January one, 
she gotcha. sat back with a glass of <laughs> yeah. and mimosa and she started the new year. That's my plan for my notebook. Um, but no, I thought it was super cool. I, you know, I love seeing you too on camera. Um, so yeah, she, um, so my wife, she killed it, dude. Yeah. 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 She killed it. I was like, where are you at? Like, well, you know you how you're like all year long, you're like, oh, you should talk to her about this if you're looking at just this recipe. And part of it's like just a husband's love is in my mind. Like, yeah, OK, I'll talk to her. So then I was watching like, shit, I need to talk to her. You know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, <laughs> like clearly I'm telling there are things you that shine. I don't know that I should know. Like, this is why I've ruined it. Like, there's some yeah. foods that I only eat at restaurants because I F it up every time I do it. Right. And that's kind of one of them. No. Yeah. So we have, a th- a, I have a thing. When I, if I go to a restaurant, I do not get something that I can make at home. Mm-hmm. Like that's my rule. Yeah. So if like, I, if I ever woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I want some, uh, I want some black bean tacos. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the restaurant and get black bean tacos because I'd make them here. Yeah. But, um, you know, we tried to mix in gardening with cooking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the episode that you saw in particular wasn't a real garden heavy yeah tied to it yeah Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't directly tied to it but we use the eggs out of our out of our yard Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and stuff like that and um i think it covers off some of the principles and basics right well see that's what we wanted to do because we were looking at it like well let me not even say we i was looking at it because i wrote it like you know, when it started, I was like, I'm going to teach people how to garden and cook. And then I was like, well, each episode is going to be like three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was more like showing how you can use the food that you grow. And and really what we talk about on the show is how it's acceptable not to grow all of your own food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because we, you know, we say like we grew this, we didn't grow this. Yeah. You know, and just going back and forth. So, and it, it's okay you know, our biggest thing is my biggest thing is supplementing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. there's um, I used to watch this show called Semi Homemade. I don't know if she still does any shows. And um, I I kind of that's how I live by. Right. There's some things that are homemade, but there's some things that are straight out of a box in my kitchen. Of you course. know, and I'm totally fine with that. I think um, one of the things that um, that came across is. Like you showed me that you guys really do take a simplistic approach when it comes to cooking. You know, like Dude, you've mentioned that before to me, you know, are so easy that we make, you know, and, and she's even said, she's like, can we do something a little bit more complicated? I was like, hell no. <laughs> I was like, I don't do complicated. And we actually, so we did shoot one that was overly complicated uh-huh. and we had to throw it out because it just didn't work. It was yeah. like, you have all of these, you know, I think we shot, the first season's kind of short. We did six episodes. Mm-hmm. And then we have this one episode and we're like, I was like, it doesn't fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. We have all these like easy, simple recipes that use one pan, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. we cook it in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not like you have a whole kitchen out in the backyard. So mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. kind of the idea is like, let's because I wanted to be out by the garden, obviously. But I was like, if you're outside you can pigeonhole yourself in so you don't have access to 14 different pots and pans. Well, that's that's the thing about being inside. And so when I'm, uh, I mean, most of my meals, it's, uh, it's cooking for one, right? Yeah. And when I do that, my biggest disappointment, so I clean as I cook. 
But my biggest disappointment is when I get ahead of myself and it's like you're on dish number eight, you know, potter pan slash dish number eight. And yeah. I want to sit down and eat and not have to come like come back and start cleaning a bunch of dishes. And part yeah. that's the reason why I clean as I go. But at some point you're just like, all right, now the food's cold because I'm, you know, soaking this pan in pot. So it, it forces your hand in like keeping things simple because a lot of things can be cooked just that simply. Um, yeah. so, so yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I'm actually a little bit disappointed that you only gave me a look at one, but I do want to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I'm disappointed too, because, you know, Batavia and I were originally in talks about her coming on mm-hmm. and the whole COVID thing happened, but this, it's not over yet, baby. No, no. Well, unfortunately, if I have to have two women on my show, I will do it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I may have to be a taste tester because, Ke- well, I mean, I'm telling Ooh, you because you know how like you have like, I mean, Kelly has the, I mean, she's coming with the knowledge. I'm just like, do you leave butter out? You know, like, do you should butter be kept at room temperature? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Um, yeah. But I think that um, and that's the balance you need. And I'm actually a pretty hard critic when it comes to this kind of thing, because I have a no, 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 no. no, I'm going to tell you, I have a lot of everything. You're a hard critic. (laughs) 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 Well, there's that. Yeah, there's that. Um, So I I have a lot of experience watching a lot of home improvement, you know, cooking like I know what I want to hear and see. And I know what makes me tune away you know because yeah. what do we do i mean who doesn't multitask now i there's a whole conversation about whether or not you could actually effectively get something done but the level of multitasking is the reason why i can consume so much stuff you know right. so i already knew what i was looking for in my mind like when i turned it on i didn't know exactly what to expect but i knew what i was looking for well, i kept you in the dark um, for all yeah, of it because i yeah. didn't well, want I mean, to get a jaded better that approach way because there's a part of this that you only want so many people influencing what you're doing and what you, you know, like, yeah, this has to be your guys's vision. Right. And so, I mean, when I taste test, clearly I'm going to have to spend some time with the script um, because I want to make sure that I'm, I'm tasting in the, the best light. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. Yeah. And that particular recipe you saw is a very different recipe. Yeah. Too, yeah. Which I'm sure you noticed. So, yeah. um, and that I'm was never, one of the I'm not m- ever, I've not ever no. had it. I was actually trying to work through like, you know, okay. Okay. So that's the ingredient. All right. That's the texture. Cause there's a lot that goes into cooking when it comes to like texture, you yeah. know? And that's another reason why, um, 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 scallops. They're a thing that I, I almost always only eat out because you kind of have to get that cooking time just right the texture just right otherwise it's kind of crappy um but i think i may have cracked the code more recently for scallops yeah i think so like i enjoyed them but it's like i haven't had scallops in a restaurant i haven't had like sit down restaurant food in forever and i would never order scallops to go but i haven't had scallops in so long like now i'm almost like i don't even know what the barometer is like wait how is this supposed to taste you know um but anywho um you want to hear something gross about scallops real quick no, because I still have some in um, a frozen package of no, some. No, something I did with okay, with a scallop. Okay. <laughs> I set ahead. myself up. There is a sound bite right there that will come back to haunt me. What I just said. So um, no, I was on a I was on a uh, scalloping boat, mm-hmm. and we were out for I think we were out for eighteen days fishing scalloping, mm-hmm. and a guy comes up to me and he had one the size of a hamburger. Oh, wow! 
And he was like, I give you a hundred bucks. And I was like, for what? He's like, eat it. I was like, all right, I'll eat it. The size of a hamburger. I picked that bitch up and ate it raw. Ugh. Uh, it was not good. Yeah, but we would eat yeah. raw scallops all the time. Like we would c- crack them open, get them up from the bottom of the ocean, pull it up, <laughs> open it and eat it. And it was good. But that big old juicy one. Yeah, negative, yeah. Negative, Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah. Negative. Texture, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we were, um, you know, the rest of them should be coming out soon. And we're going to work on a place to post them. But I was curious to get your reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if anybody is like really wants to be a test audience, you can go to our website, BackyardGardensTV.com mm-hmm. and um, send us a note and, you know, go through and we can maybe try and set you up with a way to watch it so we can get some feedback because yeah. I really want it to be kind of geared more towards the gardening group. But what I really want, because, you know, everybody watches cooking shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really want people to realize, like the average person to realize like, hey, I could grow that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we try not to highlight like anything crazy, you know, so it would yeah. be very interesting. One thing that I... um I'm really passionate about is the idea of you can use the foods that are in your garden. So we're talking beyond your tomatoes, beyond, you know, a lettuce, right? But you could really use the food in the gardens. And you and I have talked about before, your average person is cooking the same handful of things, yeah. present company included, right? That same handful of things. And so then you start introducing some additional vegetables and it's like, you don't want it to be a burden, feel like a burden to try to incorporate those. And it doesn't have yeah. to be, you know? So, so yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, um, I am going to probably ask for as a favor, you know, given I'm a part of the team to maybe see episode four just randomly. So, just, just episode saying. number four randomly. Yeah, just episode number four. Yeah. So you want to see episode the pilot and then episode number four. Number four. Yep. Okay. There, there it is. How about you just watch two, three, four, five, six? Well, I mean, eventually I will, but I'd rather see number four as in sooner rather than you know later. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When we get episode four done, we'll send it to yeah. you. Okay. So yeah, because um, you know, one of the pieces of feedback that Batavia gave me was we have um, like clipped like hints and tips about growing some of the stuff mm-hmm. and you couldn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, man, I was editing. I'm like, I don't know. And we started talking and finally we cracked it. But you know, it was like saying like this particular, in this case, this particular fruit grows mm-hmm. well in this kind of climate, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know? And you know, it was like, I just, and this isn't even on the show at all because I don't use it, but saffron mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, um, Man, I don't want to get my facts confused. Each flower is one piece of saffron. Oh. That's why it's so expensive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it takes maybe over a year to get that from it. So, which, you know, I don't even like saffron. Yeah, I think um, saffron is a, that's a part of what you use when cooking gumbo. That's a part of the gumbo file, I think. I think saffron's in there. Saffron is a Middle Eastern type flavor, I believe. Leonard, can you look into that for me? Okay, we'll get back to you. Yeah, get back to us, Leonard. (laughs) So, but anyways. So, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And um, that will be coming out soon. I just wanted to give everybody a heads up that we are actually getting close on this one. So, fingers crossed. 
Yeah. But yeah, if you want uh-huh. to be a tester, uh-huh. let us know. We'll be happy to uh, send it to you. You have to sign an uh, NDA, though, a non-disclosure agreement before you watch it. So just be aware of that. <laughs> so you're not going in and like pitching the uh, the episode yourself to NBC or something? Uh, did not say that. Oh, I thought that's the reason why they were signing the N- the NDA. No, because we don't want anybody talking about it. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so we can't do something like that. <laughs> You know, even if they did do, if we did do that, which we are going to try, the chances are so slim. Now it's so hard to get into those big networks and stuff like that. And that's why we did the first season the way we did, because we already know what we're going to change and how we're going to make it better for the second season. But you got to get it out there, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like, did you watch the Cosby show when you were a kid? I did. Okay. Do you, have you watched it recently? Um, no, but I mean, I, I'm pretty familiar with every single episode. So if, well, if you go to the very first episode and you watch it and then you go to the second episode, Mm -hmm. it's like they changed the whole house and everything in between those two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, The whole set. It was like they were in an apartment in the first episode and then the second one, they're in like the regular house that they were in. And it's Mm -hmm. the same idea. You know, they're like, they did it and they were like. No, 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 this isn't going to work. We got to change this. So yeah, then they yeah, changed yeah. it. And so like when you watched the, and it was like Roseanne was the same way. I don't remember like, that from Roseanne. There was there was the same house, but there was different people playing like DJ was like a totally different kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when you saw it, you're like, what the hell is this? You know, so. <laughs> there are a couple of shows like that where a character, what's the uh, family uh, matters, the infamous, the daughter, the youngest daughter goes upstairs at the end of one episode never comes back down like she's just disappeared from the show there are a couple of series that kind of have those all right you guys that's the one with urkel right yeah 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 you just have to accept that we decided to change something and we're not going to talk about it you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's how it works Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so but anyways so yep it's coming out and um i'm excited i'm super excited congratulations when COVID is done, Batavia will be on the show as a taste tester. My which abilities. is actually pretty exciting, I think. Yeah, my abilities there. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't think I have a complex palate. Let's just be realistic here. Um, but I am up for pretty much anything when it comes to taste testing and like trying something out. Um, yeah. And to be quite frank, it's just nice to get exposure to some different like a different cook, you know? So there's a whole conversation that I've been having in these last couple of weeks about, cause around the holidays, you know, people start talking about their, um, you know, traditions, the way that their family prepares this, you know, dish. And the reality is in my mind, and this may be as catastrophic for most as my previous comments around Star Trek and Star Wars. So brace yourselves. I don't believe that you ready. Yeah, I don't believe that your macaroni and cheese is any better than mine. I believe that you've grown up eating your macaroni and cheese. And so you've become accustomed to that. And that's the bar. Right. So I have a good friend. And um, so we make we refer to it as dressing versus stuffing. So I have a good friend. Her mom makes dressing as a lot of our moms do. And it tastes completely different than the dressing that I grew up eating. And that's the taste that I'm looking for, you know, like cornbread dressing. That's the taste I'm looking for. And like, you can't, 
if someone offers you a plate, you can't say, but you can leave the dressing off, but you really want to, you know, like, like it's that different her. And she loves her mom's dressing, you know, and it's the same thing. It's like, I'm at the same time, I'm interested in seeing like your take on the dish in episode one, you know, because mine would taste completely different, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, you know, let's just sit on macaroni for a while. Like mm-hmm. I love macaroni and cheese, but I love different types of macaroni and mm-hmm. cheese too. Like, one is not better necessarily better than the other, but there is a wrong way to make some stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's but, just some stuff you don't see, do. Yeah, I, I believe so, but I believe it's 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 really tied into what's become our norm, right? Yeah. Like, I've seen some stuff. I'm just like, that's just wrong. But somebody had it that way, you know. Um, you know, so. my great uncle, he said the same about like Wendy's hamburgers. He was mm-hmm. like, "Why are they square?" It's just wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. you kind of got a point, but I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, but they can't you know. like as soon as they after however many 70 years, if they were to change, people will have great issue with it. I'm sure. Oh, for you sure. Know. Yeah. <sighs> Human beings. <laughs> we're so complex, but I agree with you. It is it is really nice generally to go eat somebody else's cooking. Mm-hmm. And taste the way they would cook the same dish, but just a little bit different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's 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 a refreshing feeling to, to see. So yeah, um, you know, I'm trying to think of what I like, what I would not like, what I deem unacceptable for macaroni. Well, and I cheese. mean, I think and I can't think of anything. Have off you the ever top had seafood head. macaroni and cheese? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of seafood and cheese in general. So uh, yeah, but I mean, you, it seems you know, risque, but I, you I've have to understand. It. I am a pescatarian, mm-hmm. and I have grown up on the water, by the water, eating from the water. I've lived on the water for over mm-hmm. a thousand days of my life at sea, so I know seafood, and to mix it with macaroni and cheese, just. But that being said, I don't see a problem with I don't think it. But I think at that point, you can't call it macaroni and cheese. Well, that's a whole different conversation, too. Like, you know, (laughs) but I've enjoyed it. I've not had any. uh, Patty LaBelle is like supposed to be like iconic for her seafood macaroni and cheese. I don't know know exactly what she calls it, but um, I've had some that's just okay. Like, you know, you think about the expense and the trouble of making it. It's like, I'll have the regular macaroni and cheese. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's one of those dishes that can get uber complex. Like people like do a lot of different spins on it, but that's that's a, a beautiful thing too. Uh, so yeah. you know, for me, uh, it's spaghetti probably is a little bit more traditional than macaroni and cheese when it comes to the variances. I don't know. Chili is a good example of like you'll never have the same chili twice no you know, if you have two yeah, i don't cooks. think you can make the same chili twice yeah you know what growing up i only knew ever ever knew about um chili mac we didn't call it yeah. chili mac though we just called it chili so chili with the macaroni noodles yeah and that's more of a um it's more soup based a little bit waterier and i oh, love it ours isn't yeah so i loved it i enjoyed it uh, i am a chili i'm always talking about a top 10 or top five chili is in like my number top five things to consume period um, really yeah absolutely i love it i've almost never really? met a chili that i didn't like although i had chili cheese dogs this past weekend and dude the heartburn it was canned so there's oh, i that. talked to you that day too you say heartburn oh dear god you deserve like, heartburn for eating that yeah 
that like the the, the next 35 hours <laughs> and I was trying to convince myself that it wasn't that <laughs> yeah uh, but anyway so chili mac when we growing up but I actually prefer your kind of um your meat-based chili so basically it's you know beans and some type of meat and like that um like what the Wendy's chili looks like. I never even had that until, which I guess is a counter to my argument earlier. I never had that until I was probably like 18, 19, 20, you know. Um, I would rather eat my dog's food than eat Wendy's chili. Um, so I've enjoyed it over my time. I'll tell you though. <laughs> you know what's good in chili? What's that? Zucchini. Nope. Yeah, try it. And okra. Well, you know, I'm going to always be a fan of okra. This is the moment where, you know how people um, root for you and they, um, they, you know, kind of keep up with you and you don't know it. So it's my hope that um, the person I'm about to tell the story about doesn't listen to the, like, this is the first time I'm ever going to say, I hope you don't listen to this, this podcast. I say it all the time and I'm about to say it after you. so. So I'm hoping he's not listening to this podcast. This goes back to probably my early 20s. Uh, so this is a guy that I dated and then stopped dating and then dated again. And the date again opened up because he asked me over because he was making some chili and it's my top five. Like that was the lure. Like he lured me over with chili and I got to his house and it was like, and I used this. So it was like the cans of Hormel chili, like, you know, were on the counter. And he was putting it in a pot and stirring it up good. And he had like a bowl of like cheese and a bowl of, you know, of onions cut up. And I was kind of like, this is when texting was still a thing. I was texting my best girlfriend like, can you believe I fell for this shit? You know? <laughs> I mean, like, again, I love chili. And if my roommate had made it at that time, I would have enjoyed it. But the, you know, gateway back to loving Batavia is not cans of Hormel chili, even no. with the extra filling or no. I guess the sides or toppings. Oh. So I hate I, it because, you know, that's what I do. Yeah, but. I mean, you got to eat it just to be nice, but, you know, choking it down, which is basically, you know, my in-laws when I first got together with my wife. I want to say it was maybe our first Christmas after we got married. We weren't together long before we got married and we went and we went to their house and they made uh, macaroni and cheese with flounder in it. Oh my. And I sat down and I ate it and it was soupy and it was rough. And I was like, is there I had to say something to Kelly at the time. I had to. So I was like, I asked her mom, I said, is there any more rolls in the kitchen? And she got, I knew her dad was, he's basically like one ear is deaf. Uh huh. So I knew whatever I could say, he, he wouldn't hear. Uh huh. So she got up to go get the rolls. And I said, does your mom not want me to stay married to you? Cause this shit is gross. <laughs> <laughs> did, so Kel- I ch- did Kelly like it? No. Okay. Okay. No. So we choked it down, but her uncle was there and he's like, this is the best. Let me get another oh, help. Yeah, and he yeah. was like getting it. And I was like, eh, it was rough, dude. Uh, so that being said, that has not been on the menu, thankfully. Oh, yeah. For ever. Yeah. And I think it was like, I think what it was, it was like a flounder filet with macaroni and cheese stuffed in it. 
with crab meat on top. It was just too much. Mm-hmm, it was just too mm-hmm. much. So, you know, I just yeah. couldn't handle it. Well, for the record, game. I have a a like fan favorite and it's a recipe of um like you can call her my big sister, not biological, but it's a chili cheese dip and it's totally made with Hormel chili. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chili cheese dogs I had was Hormel chili. They're not a sponsor. However, again, there are certain expectations when I'm invited over for a pot of chili. And it, that ain't that. Uh, yeah. So just for the record. <laughs> and we will not be sponsored by Hormel chili or any meat company. Yeah, Thank you very yeah. much. So don't even reach out and ask. <laughs> End story. <laughs> I don't know. But, but um, I mean, so like the idea of even gardening. So gardening is there's about a bit of this that's tradition right like this is the right way to do a thing because that's the way you were taught so collard greens are a great example of my grandfather planted the first collard greens I ever had in my garden years and years ago right and he sprinkled flour on the greens to deter what I didn't know then but to deter the cabbage moth shit didn't work you still do it no, shit don't work. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's you somebody know. that's still swearing by it. You know, like Which, I don't by know, the maybe way, there's like it's like the super killer cabbage moths. Maybe the ones that were in like, you know, the forties, fifties, sixties, maybe they were different. They're just built different now. So Yeah. Which, by the way, there is a whole episode that we are going to be doing about gardening myths like mm, that mm-hmm, hacks. Mm-hmm. Are they true or not? So yeah. just stay tuned for that because yeah. some of them are outrageous mm-hmm. and that would and be one of them. One take also. And, you know, I actually because you, you know how I am when it comes to gardening. Like, I don't want to do like two steps more than I really have to do. So I saw in line a mixture of cabbage or a mixture of flour and baking soda. So it's like, all right, the flour didn't work, but you you mix in baking soda. And that shit burned the, the leaves. I'm like, just throw the whole thing away. You know, flour yeah. should stay in the kitchen because clearly <laughs> it's no That's good no for any... in the garden. Yeah, terribleness. So anyway, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that episode because while I don't want to, you know, trample on all of the things that, you know, my grandparents taught me about gardening... I don't want to let the lies continue. No, I'm oh, I am looking forward to trampling all over everything that needs to be trampled on. I have no shame in my game. You're too buddy, yeah. If it needs to be trampled on, it gets trampled on in story. You know what, though? I, I really believe the garden myths and hacks are more current. There's some things like remember we were talking about victory gardening or gardens earlier this year. And we saw that really cool documentary and there are things that they noted, like in the footnotes of the documentary to say, like, we don't do this anymore, you yeah. know, but there were just a couple. Right. Because, again, the core of what we're doing. You OK, there. Okay. Yeah. We may need a code word. The core of what we're doing. Word. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it stays the same. Right. Um, <clears throat> vertical gardening is something that my grandparents would disown me for. Like, why are you growing that thing up? You know, um, but we know that it works, right? Um, that's but, not a gardening hack, though. Uh, I mean, I think I that's think a different a gardening technique. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, techniques and hacks are yeah. two different things. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, so, you know, my grandfather, I think, is about 
I'm trying to think. I think that he would actually be in full support of like vertical gardening and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because he wasn't really a... I mean, you know, my knowledge is so slim about the world back then because there was no internet. So yeah, it was like, yeah. whatever you saw is what you yeah. got. If you didn't see it in a book, which, you know, quite frankly, I never walked into a library when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was like a pioneer in the aspect that like he would try some shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He'd be like, I'm going to see how that works. Yeah. So I think that he would support it completely. Mm-hmm. But then part of me thinks, too, that he w- he could be real rigid. So he might just be like, why would you do something stupid like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he would say it just like the wonder where I get it from. But he would just be like, why would you even think about that? Like, what's wrong with you? So, yeah. Well, I think the thing about it is for a lot of what we do, human beings, I think, have this. My grandparents or you know, my great aunt that I talk about. So my grandfather, this is her sister. Uh, or his sister rather. Um, so the farm that my grandfather grew up on and learned like how to tend to animals, how to plant, how to grow vegetables. This is the same farm that she grew up on. And by farm, I mean like on their land, they had a whole plot for food. Um, and what she talks to me about, it's the, they did it for like 20 years across children. Like if you think about it, like she saw it growing up until she was in her late teens. And the reality is it worked. Food was produced. So who am I to tell her like, well, actually, you know, I'm doing it this way. You know, she's going to, I mean, at her age now, she's going to be like, yep, it's only a matter of time before you figure out this is really the way to do it. You know what I'm saying? And you got to respect it. The key though is it can be done both ways and still produce. It can. Yeah. So it can. And it's, it's, It's important to know that and realize it and accept that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to know that, like, just because you don't do it doesn't mean that's not the right way to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think now is a is a good time because people don't, I don't think people hold steady to that at all. You know, I don't think that people are like, oh, shit, you're not growing your tomato like I am. So it's, it's all good, you know, like, you know, you, if you're not growing your tomatoes like this, you're not going to get it. Like now, if I see somebody like... That just lets their tomatoes grow without staking them up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they want to do some. I'm like, well, you're going to get tomatoes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, whatever. So, I mean, gardening you know, can be like a pot of chili. Gardening can be like macaroni and cheese, like a bunch of different ways to do it. And while some people are like, I don't know. There are other people like, you know, her uncle that love the flounder mac and cheese. Oh. <laughs> You're it like it shouldn't be done that way, but just hey, just thinking about it, just thinking about it, it makes my stomach churn. It was rough. Yeah, but. I mean that's probably <clears throat> one of the worst fish that you could actually name for that dish. Like just in my mind, you know, me picturing it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cheese and fish don't go together well. There's yeah. a place in the Outer Banks on in North Carolina. I'm gonna take you there. I promise, I'm gonna take you there one day. And it's called John's Mm -hmm. and it's a shack across the street from the beach. There's nothing in front of it, but a dune and the water. Mm -hmm. And you go there and you say, I want a dolphin sandwich, mahi, mahi, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dolphin. And then that's, that's all they serve. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And when I go, I say, let me get two dolphin sandwiches because I'm fitting to go deep. (laughs) And it's just, it's like, everybody knows about it. It's like, yeah, you go there, you know, and the best thing is like go surfing mm-hmm. and then get out to the beach like, 
I'm gonna get two. <laughs> <laughs> but they, there's no cheese on it. You know, mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's good. It's it's delicious. So yeah, there's a recipe I was listening to that you gave, and you're like, no, no cheese. I'm just like, I can put cheese on it if I want, and that's was like that that's the renegaded as all. It's like, yeah. girl, just make it the way he said it. You know, which I typically do. I typically make a recipe. Did you try the way, it yet? I haven't tried it yet. But I typically make a recipe the way that it's like laid out first and then say, okay, I'm going to change this. Yeah. So. Leonard was cutting the clip and he was like, he's like, come here. And I was like, what? He was like, do you think this is too mean the way you told her no? And I was like, <laughs> hell no. I was like, put that in there. Well, no, it, it may not come across mean when you listen, but if you watch it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you may have even leaned in to the camera like, Oh, no. for sure. <laughs> cause it's, cause you know, it's, it's <clears throat> cheese is something that everybody thinks makes everything better. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, it does, but there's every once in a while, it just doesn't do it. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And that was one of those, cause I'm, I'm a, you know, cheese fanatic. And I mean, we were vegan for years and the only reason why we went from not being vegan is so we could eat pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, we ate pizza for years. Yeah. With, actually, I got a good pizza recipe that doesn't call for cheese. Interesting. Yeah. Because, oh. well, you know, and I've always heard, I don't know if this is true, if any of our Italian listeners know, please let us know. But I don't think that cheese is like, you know, like pizza there is really like smothered in cheese like it is here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Could be yeah, wrong. I think, well, I think that, um, that there's a part of cheese that's wonderful and complex and diverse. And then what we commonly get in our regular grocery stores is kind of crappy, you know? Yeah. So when you talk about what you're, it's like, um, my favorite is crab meat and imitation crab meat. Like I know you're 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 you know you probably never had it. However, there's a whole. Oh, have you ha- have you ever had it? I got a story about that. So real quick, there is a seafood salad that um that our regular grocery stores, the common grocery store here in Chicago, one of them, and they sell it at the deli, and it's one of those things. And I've had it before, but anytime I have it, because <clears> I have <throat> it with crackers, I'm convinced. Like it's not. It's just called seafood salad. Like it's not crab obviously it's not crab but like in my mind you should just call it something different because it tastes so different than what real crab meat tastes like you want to know what it is no don't it's not gross okay it's pollock it's alaskan pollock ah i think i've heard that before yeah and it's called surimi so they just grind it up yeah Mm -hmm. so um i was on a boat and we were going through a tropical storm so we had like <clears throat> we had like 50 foot seas and um, everybody we was well, so we ate and they gave us seafood salad, you know, because when you're on a boat, you, you get what you get. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. you skip a meal, you skip okay. a meal. You don't okay. get to go get a snack. <laughs> yeah. OK. So, you know, I was like, Shit, I got to eat, you know, so I went. I had the uh, night watch. So my watch was from 11 p.m. to um, 8 a.m. And then I would get up and then I would have my breakfast while I was on watch. And when I got off watch, I'd hang out till about lunch and then go to back to sleep. So <clears throat> I ate the, um, imitation crab meat. It made me feel sick. Oh. Well, then we hit the tropical storm and everybody thought it was fun to play a game. So the game was you go to the top of the wave. Mm-hmm. And then when the weight, when the boat comes off of the wave, you jump. Mm. 
and see how high you can get. And mm-hmm. some people are getting like 15, 20 feet off the ground. Oh, wow. You okay. would hold on to like the mast. And then as you came down, you would hold on to it so you didn't hit so hard. Yeah, yeah. And then the boat would come back up. Well, then they started making prime rib. And I was a big meat eater at the time. Yeah. And I was laying in my rack and I was like, damn, that smells so good. And then all of a sudden it hit me and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and so I got up to go get my prime rib and, you know, the boat still, I mean, it was rocking and roll. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. And I was, and I leaned over the side, (laughs) all over the side of the boat. It came up, right? We get back to port. And the, the, everybody is like getting off the off the boat and they look and they're like, somebody threw up all over the boat. They were pissed. And I was like, yeah, who the hell was that? That <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and I just, I can't eat anything imitation crab meat now because, and I don't know if it was the crab meat or if it was the weather, but either way I associate it together and yeah. I will never do yeah. it again. So yeah, it was but, rough, yeah. but a little gross story for everybody, but that's the life I lived for a long time. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you filthy animal. So, um, look, I got to give you a Christmas present. I, I brought it up. Okay. And I'm on a roll. Okay. You're doing well, you, kid. You're doing well. <laughs> I want to give you a, a recipe. I wasn't going to give one, okay. but I mentioned the, the pizza recipe and I think you might like it. So you want it? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. We're not even going to cut to break or anything. We're just going to throw this one out there. So the pizza, you get a pizza crust, and then we're going to get white potatoes. Oh, of course you know. <laughs> and you're going to thinly slice these white potatoes. Mm-hmm. Like almost razor thin, just shy of it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take olive oil, and you're going to pour a little bit on the crust. And then you're going to put the potatoes on it. And you don't want them to overlap necessarily. Maybe just a little bit, like maybe a quarter inch and just all the way around the pizza. And then you're going to take rosemary that you've gotten fresh from your garden Mm -hmm. and you've dried this year so you can reuse it. Because I know you have it in your garden right now. I do. Mm -hmm. And you can take and then you just sprinkle that right on top with some um, sea salt. Put some sea salt on it. Then you go back. And you put a little bit more olive oil on the top. Uh-huh. And then you just bake it like the um, crust recipe says, you know, whatever, 350, I think, maybe for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 15 minutes. And you pull it out and it's really good. Oh, so. you know what? That's it's nice because um, while there is oil there, one thing about potatoes is almost no matter how, I mean, any way I eat them, there's a lot of condiments, you know? So if it's some type of chipotle sauce or ketchup or barbecue sauce, if I'm making them more like a boiled or something, it's like a lot of butter, you know? So that's a nice way to not add all of the extras. Um, Yeah, well, you know there's a whole potato diet thing, right? Have you heard of this? I mean, I've heard of like the... I ate nothing but potatoes 30 days. Is that, are we talking the same thing? Yeah, nothing yeah. but potatoes, with, but no salt, no nothing on it. And mm. everybody that I've heard does it, they never want to eat a potato again. Oh, see. They've come, they've come away from it and said, the potato is literally just the vessel to get these other things into my body. It's mm-hmm, almost like mm-hmm. bread. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, would you like, I mean, I'll, some people do sit down and just eat bread, but you generally are putting other stuff on the bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So 
It's interesting. You're the second person uh, I've heard say that when it comes to the potato. Like, it's just the vessel for the ketchup. You it know, is. The, or whatever the butter. You. The, yeah. The, you know, because I'm, I'm like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've tried it. I've baked a potato and I'm just like, I'm just going to eat it. Hell no. Mm-mm. There ain't no good. That ain't going down, yeah. boy. Because once you add a little bit of lubrication, you want a lot of lubrication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And, you know, my family is Norwegian, so we like our butter, mm-hmm. like straight out mm-hmm. the gate. So, you know, I, I soak it in butter, which I know is like terrible for you. But, yeah, but you, you got to, you know, when you cook stuff, you, you've got to have a little bit of fat and salt. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to have those properties to make you want to eat the damn thing. Yeah. yeah. There's um, butter and peanut butter are two things that, when I, cause I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I enjoy rich food, um, but my cooking is generally simple. And so when I start to put butter on a piece of bread, I'm always like, fuck, like, why don't I eat more of this? It's like, okay, yeah, I want to live a little bit longer. Uh, but peanut yeah. butter is the same way where it's a little bit healthier. And it's like, oh, I always forget how good this thing is. Right. <clears throat> and it's the same way. It's like the, um, it's not the bread that's delicious. It's that bread butter combo. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't take necessarily take a pat of butter and just stick it in your mouth. You got to have something to put under it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Peanut butter is good for you because, I mean, it does have the fat and stuff like that, but it also has the protein, protein that goes with yeah. it versus the butter that has, it's just nothing but fat. Yeah, yeah. Dead calories, Delicious yeah. fat delicious fat so mm-hmm. it's almost, what are you doing it feels for christmas? like the only way fat should be consumed but what are you doing for christmas batavia um the jury is still deliberating so last week's episode you challenged me to say what's going to happen and you did it you set me up because you knew by the time i got here <laughs> i'd be like well so um I'm thinking we're going to save the big feast to like Easter or something. I think yeah. we just need to kind of, you know, to be quite frank to kind of get through like and past this holiday. It's been a tough year. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be like super duper low key. Um, yeah. I've been talking here. to my mom a bit about it and she's literally saying it's just like one more to go, you know? So, yeah, it's yeah. sad, but you know, the way I told my mom, I was like, look, you want this Christmas to be the last Christmas or do you want mm-hmm. 15, 20 more mm-hmm. Christmas? Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's not spring chicken. Yeah. And she was like, I want 15, 20 more. And I was like, then let's just hold off, yeah. you know? Yeah. But we've devised a plan to kind of be able to get together, mm-hmm. just not in the same time frame. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, they get they have a big get together and. You know, 20 of them, y'all get together. I'm like, look, we'll come see you guys, but we can't be around 20 people. So if you're going to meet with them, then we have to wait X amount of days. I think we said eight days afterwards Mm -hmm. to make sure, you know, and that's, I mean, you know, I know that that's pushing it, but it's like, we're we're trying here. Yeah. So, I mean, all we can do is make an effort. I am thinking about making gumbo for Christmas instead of New Year's. I've made it in previous years for New Year's because then it ends up like, all of my new year, new me, all the different things I'm doing. I still have like a big ass pan of, you know, stock pot of gumbo that I have to eat for the next six days. You know, so I'm thinking maybe I should be eating it between Christmas and New Year's. And then I can shed all of 
the deliciousness that is a gumbo out of Freeze my system it. starting the new year. So I'm not sure yet. I mean, it's a pretty big job. <clears throat> yeah, we do um, collards and black eyed peas in uh, cornbread for mm-hmm. New Year's. Yeah, yeah. We're traditional. Yeah. Uh, collards or cabbage? Collards. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was yeah. more like it would be like. Well, first of all, it don't matter to me, honestly, because I got collards in the garden this year. So Hello. we're going to eat collards. If okay. I had cabbage, holla, I'd eat cabbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a challenge. And I'm thinking that, shoot, for me, a, a pot of collards and, you know, because I cook collards with meat in them and some cornbread, that'd be enough of a meal, you know, because I still have like I, I need to go ahead and let's get this done. Um, I've had some folks suggest freezing collards. I mean, the. The amount of freezer space I have remaining is slim. So for me, I'm kind of like, I'm just going to cook them up, you know? Yeah. Just so. cook them. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Freeze What about them. you guys beyond the rotating schedule of seven or eight days? We're just kicking it, man. We're yeah. just going to chill. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is, bro. We're just, you know, and I, I, I kind of like it personally because <laughs> Christmas is, um, I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. I love the meaning of Christmas, but I don't love Christmas mm-hmm. itself. It's very stressful. And, um, you know, it's like there's too much emphasis on gifts. You know, yeah. like I've told you before, like <clears throat> when I came to the revelation of like, I don't believe in obligation gift giving. Mm-hmm. Like if I go somewhere and somebody shows up and they bring me a gift and I bring them one, like I don't feel bad because... I didn't feel moved to buy you something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's no, no sweat off the game for me. So yeah. when I came to that realization, things got a lot easier Yeah. versus yeah. my mom. She's always got like a stockpile of stuff so she could quickly give somebody something I'm like, man, that's, that's too much, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, I give you a hug, tell you I love you. You know what I mean? Like that's a yeah. present. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's the meaning of it. So and then for us, it's like our family sprout. So it's like we go here, we go there, you know, and it's like three days of just like hell. And so this year I'm like, I'm, I'm happy with it being low key, more relaxing. You know, it's been a stressful year. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with it. You know, the yeah. feeling of being safe. You know, I'm happy with that. Talk um, about a gift, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know that my wife's about to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. You can take it when it comes around my way. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a while for me, though. Yeah. yeah. Why you say that for you? and Because you're not in the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, From, you know, I was against it at first because I was like, "Eh, it's really fast. And then I heard something that put it into perspective for me. Mm. What was that? This is a man on the moon moment. Hmm. And I was like, no shit. If you put if you th- put that into perspective, like putting a man on the moon, like was the biggest thing that's ever happened. You know, it's just unthinkable. I just watched and, it, uh, they cover that on the Crown season three, I think. But go on. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, first of all, I apologize that you're watching that show. Uh, yeah. um, you know, uh, I'm gonna send you a video that I want you to watch about the man on the moon. It's my favorite. There's two videos. Okay. You watch this one first. Um, do you know, do you know about the Voyager satellite? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know about the record they put on it? No. Okay. So they put a golden record on the, uh, Voyager, which was a satellite that was destined to go outside of our solar system, which it is. And on this record, 
was recordings from all over the world of messages of all of our languages and different diagrams and stuff like that. And the, the recordings were all about peace and love and happiness mm-hmm. and all that. And uh, man, I watched this video this guy made and I effing cry every time. Like, it's just because it's so beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about that time frame and then you think about now, it's like the world is so different. The only reason then, I know about it is because they briefly touched on that specific the Queen of England was doing a recording. But go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and there's actually, um, there's a movie on Amazon that I didn't even realize circled around it. Um, the last, uh, Troop Zero. And okay. it was all about these girls wanting to get on to the recording. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good, and it was like, the, the movie was infuriating because it was a bunch of bullying and stuff, but at the end it all worked out and it mm-hmm. was very sad. Mm-hmm. Or very like emotional, not sad, but um, you know when this came out, and then you have this next video that I'll send you that talks about the man on the moon putting a man on the moon, how big of a of an occurrence it was, and then I started thinking about, it and I was like, you know, this really is like a scientific moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if you can get out of that conspiracy minded stuff and just say, hey, you know, people pulled together and they pulled off this great achievement, I think it's a pretty cool thing, man. So I'm, you know. It put it into perspective for me. It's, just, it's funny how that is, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I don't, we've gone a little bit more political than we ever do in all of the episodes, but I think there's a part of um, the counts, you know? So we're well over 300,000 um, people that have been lost um, directly or indirectly tied to the coronavirus. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of the complaints or concerns have been like what we don't know about it. And there's a part of me that just says there's specific things that well, we don't know about the vaccine, but there's specific things that we do know about the coronavirus and the yeah. death associated with it. And I feel like I feel like I've been pretty, you know, stern when it comes to trying to keep myself safe, you know, my mom yeah. safe, um, you know, but I'm just going to be realistic a year from now. Am I, I mean, will I, you know? Yeah. Um, and so do you say, oh, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to wait another year to see what happens with this vaccine. And I'll just continue to, you know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll see again. I think that it, it'll be many months before, like, we're up and in line, you and I and folks like yeah. us, because um, we are not. Yeah, you I didn't know. really want to bring it up, but it is a really big moment. And it happens to be coming out right at Christmas mm-hmm. time. So, yeah. Um, you know, and I don't think we've gone political. I mean, we talked about the political things, but it's not really a political Cover conversation. Cover crops, is ve- they're very political. Haven't you heard? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse me? <laughs> it's all good, man. I knew I voted for a cover crop. <laughs> but, um, no. So listen, um, I do want to say this. Um, I had only half of a cheesecake brownie and a banana mm-hmm. for breakfast. Um, and I've really enjoyed our conversation. I'm ready to go. But I'm, I mean, I'm starting to struggle. Like I'm starting to I'm, feel I'm weak. ready to go open some gifts. Yeah. Like I'm starting to, <laughs> I, I need and some how sustenance. How dare you have cheesecake for breakfast? It's a I cheesecake mean, brownie, really. mostly brownie part, just a little bit cheesecake. I normally have it with ice cream, but um, I've not made it to dessert these last few evenings. And so I just decided to add a banana and and do it for breakfast. I had the other half yesterday, so that's the reason why it's only half of the cheesecake brownie. So it's beautiful, but still not enough to get. I mean, that was like three hours ago. 
I heart the way you eat. It's time. I heart it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I spent a lot of time and energy into. <laughs> I did have peanut butter pretzels for breakfast yesterday. Oh, interesting. You know, so, like like a soft pretzel or a, like the regular. Okay. Like a pretzel. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. know, they have like the soft pretzels, like you know, you, you used to get at the mall. Like that. I'm telling you, man. Um, <laughs> That's high class. I used to um, work with a woman. That. Look, you can't. No, no, you can't get on here talking about how you're ready to go and then get into a story. Oh, I can, I can, and I will. <laughs> I used to work with a woman that used to do this spicy pretzel mix, like you know, like it's gifts. Mm-hmm. And um, around the holiday, it was very common for me. You know, after X number of years of working for the company, it was very common for me, like to take off, like the week before Christmas through, like you know, even New Year's. Uh, and so I missed the delivery. And a couple of years, I would come back like at the first of the year and I'd see that little plastic container on my desk. And like, I'm trying not to get weepy, like my nose is getting all hot. And, you know, it's one of those things about homemade gifts, like just the love. And she's the sweetest woman, just the love. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And everybody else has already eaten theirs since they've had it for two weeks. And it's like, I'm going to have to ration these out, you know, spicy pretzels. I'm going to have to ask her again for that recipe. She's given it to me once before. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Batavia gave us her story. I'm not going to give one. We're going to go. I hope that everybody has a happy holiday celebrating whatever holiday you happen to celebrate and is relaxing and safe. And the Backyard Gardens podcast is thankful that you're here and be safe. Wear a mask. Um, Check out the Cover Crops article on Backyard Gardens TV on Facebook and drop us a review. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later in the new year, I believe, right? Well, we'll talk to him once more. But hey, one more thing to prolong this. Portrait of a Santa. Santa George uh, responded to me. I literally felt like Christmas. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. He uh, responded to a comment. I just felt like he is real. So check it out. Santa is real. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Be safe. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we will talk to you one more time before 2019 is over. 2020. Woo. I just went back. (laughs) Ahala. See ya. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us today. If you want to continue the conversation or just see what we've been up to, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. And we'd love to see your gardens and what you've been up to. So tag your photos with hashtag BYG podcast and we'll share them and help you out with whatever kind of issues you have. We just, we love seeing what you guys are doing. And if you want to see some videos that we were producing, uh, you can follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV, and we'll be posting clips and podcasts and recipes and vlogs and greenhouse stuff and all that good stuff, everything to keep your garden soul happy. So head on over to our social media pages and give us a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And until next time, learn to grow, grow for change, and we're going to call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.